Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. We are joining you with a little bit of a sad episode. Y'all know it's voting season and there are lots of things going on within our government that is very sad to see. A lot of the votes we saw take place a couple weeks ago did not go the way that they should have. And I'm going to just say Mm -hmm. that. I'm going to say that boldly and just be honest with y'all about that because there's a lot of stuff going on within our government and within the church that should not be taking place because the church should be standing up and we should be bold in politics and standing for what's right and what is true and what is biblical most importantly, standing for life. And that's something that we saw just totally crumble in the November election here in Ohio, especially, and in many other states as well. We're not standing up for life and we're not protecting life. And that is a very sad reality. And it also reveals the state of our current culture Mm -hmm. and the state of evil within our world today. And we need to be aware of this as Christians. We need to be taking note And not only those things, but we need to be taking action. We need to be doing something because we have stood idly too long and these are the things that happen when we do so. This is what happens when we sit on the sidelines and we say, don't involve me. I don't Mm -hmm. want to do anything about this. I don't want to deal with the problems. I don't want to be a leader in this area, whether it's politically or in the church or whatever it is. They all come together, and and this is why I can't stand Christians who say we can't get involved in politics Yeah, because now babies are being murdered because we won't actually stand up and say this is wrong and protect them. Mm-hmm. And so now we have generations that are going to have to deal with this. Our generation specifically is going to take the blunt of this because we are going to have to deal with all of the new things Mm -hmm. that occur. And this is going to be new to us. And I hope it shocks us. I hope it sends our culture and our generation, Gen Z, into kind of a culture shock that makes us want to do something, that turns minds from the evil that we're seeing in our world that we're accepting and that we're just saying is normal now. I hope it turns our minds and hearts away from that and turns our hearts and minds toward Christ. That's what I hope to see, but it won't happen if the church doesn't take a stand Mm. and isn't bold in proclaiming the truth here, especially right now, especially after these elections when it's all fresh in people's minds. We have to take advantage of that. We have to take advantage of this time and do something with that. So with all of that said, just kind of went right in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're just going to start into the episode. We will be talking about a recent blog post that our mom wrote and published on our blog and all of those good things. So that will kind of be our announcements, I guess, and we'll mix those into the episode today. But we want to start off with a quote by Plato. And we haven't begun. (laughs) We haven't mentioned Plato in quite a while, I don't think. But he has some great quotes and he said, we can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy of life is when men are afraid of the light. Maddie, what are your thoughts? 
Well, I think that, yeah, he definitely phrases that very, very well. And this is something that I think we're trying to ignore quite a bit in our world today because we have a generation of people who are totally comfortable Mm -hmm. in the dark and are afraid of the light, which definitely is not the way that it's supposed to be. I think these elections were definitely a wake-up call to some Christians, but I think a lot of us were probably expecting it to go badly. I know that I definitely was, which I'm a little bit convicted about because I was just in a little bit of a cynical mood about it. And I was like, I just think that, you know, all of these millennials and these younger people who are just getting to the age where they can start voting have been indoctrinated with all this stuff all throughout school, all throughout uh, social media. In literally every single platform in our world, they're being indoctrinated with ideas that life isn't valuable Mm -hmm. no matter what stage it's at whether you're in the womb or out of the womb really life is not something that should be protected it's not something that should be preserved it's not something that women should strive to create it's not something that women should strive to take care of and protect and nurture and raise. So I was just very, I was skeptical going into this vote. So for those of you who don't know, in Ohio, we had issue one on the ballot was about reproductive rights is what they were calling it, which is just ironic, but whatever. And it was basically a piece of legislation that we did end up passing that allows abortion up until birth. Mm -hmm. Hopefully this is shocking a lot of people because Ohio is a red state and so you would think that that would just kind of automatically mean that we are a pro-life state and I think that we predominantly are but obviously we've got like some big cities and everything that make a big difference when it comes to the vote and that's definitely where the indoctrination and more of those modern concepts are coming into play a lot more heavily than like the rural areas where we live. Mm -hmm. So this issue did get passed. So basically in Ohio, you are allowed to get an abortion up until uh, fetal viability, which is I think around 23 weeks medically speaking. But obviously there are some cases where babies who have been born extremely prematurely have survived even before the 23-week mark. But if there is a threat to the mother's life, which like looking at the statistics, the possibility of a woman, just with our modern science and our modern medical capabilities, Mm -hmm. the probability of a woman dying in childbirth or dying from complications during pregnancy is extremely low. Yet we're making it that if a medical provider says that it could potentially be a risk to the mother's life, then we can just terminate the pregnancy. So basically we allowed abortion up until birth. So it's legal up until the nine-month mark, 40 weeks, doesn't matter if the woman is literally actively in labor, the pregnancy can be terminated. So this was obviously extremely discouraging, but I think the really discouraging part of this is the fact that the church wasn't talking about this Mm -hmm. at all. So on November 7th, as the polls were kind of closing and everything, we got together with some of our friends to stay up to date on everything that was happening as the votes came in and to just pray and monitor that whole situation. And as we were watching the news, one of the reporters actually said that six states before Ohio had passed similar legislation or had proposed similar legislation. Mm -hmm. And in all six states, it had passed. So that was interesting and and so encouraging as we're waiting for our results to come in yeah uh but we were obviously hoping that like we would be the seventh state that 
didn't pass it and be like a trailblazer here, but unfortunately, it's seven for seven now. So in seven states across the country, you can now have an abortion up until the point of birth. And Ohio is one of the last places that I thought that would happen. Mm-hmm. But we were just still praying over the boat and everything. They called it super duper early with only like 20% of the votes coming in. They had already called it and said that it would pass. But I think the really sad part of this is that we didn't have any churches saying six out of six states have passed this kind of legislation. Let's be the first that does not pass this kind of legislation. And we didn't even really have any pastors or church leaders just discussing this Mm -hmm. in general. And obviously there were some similar elections in some other states and still we didn't see anyone discussing it. And I think that's really sad because so many Christians are confused as to what in the world they should be doing and if they aren't involved in politics and all of the literature that they're getting and all of the posts that they're seeing are yes on issue one in our case. Unfortunately, in America, we have a lot of people who don't think for themselves. So whatever they see posted on social media, whatever they get in the mail, Mm -hmm. that's what they'll end up going for because it's like, okay, it sounds good to me. The way that the people were phrasing it for the vote yes thing was that women would just be denied reproductive care. They wouldn't be allowed care for miscarriages Mm -hmm. and different things like that. And obviously, like, rape became a really big thing. And, oh, my goodness, what if your 12-year-old daughter is raped and then she can't get an abortion? And they acted like that just made it okay to get an abortion. And that's why everyone should vote yes. So they were really preying on people's emotions Mm -hmm. and were just trying to manipulate things in such a way that was really just evil and disgusting. And it was really devastating to see some Christians buying into it and saying, okay, well, like, I don't want people who are having miscarriages to not get any kind of care. Like, that's ridiculous. And obviously it is. Yeah. But that's not what the bill was actually proposing. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a very warped idea that they were presenting that did not actually represent the legislation very well. Mm -hmm. And it also stripped away like all kinds of parental rights. So it stated that if your 12-year-old does get pregnant or your 16-year-old or whatever, which is becoming increasingly more common at Mm -hmm. a seriously alarming rate, maybe one of these days we'll do an episode about teen pregnancy. I don't know. Oh, man. But Even in our area, like the people that we are friends with who are in public school are talking about how they have like multiple different classmates all either scared that they're pregnant Mm -hmm. or getting ready to take a pregnancy test at the end of that day because they think they might be or are actually pregnant and that's becoming totally normal. Mm -hmm. So if these young women who actually probably cannot take care of this child don't actually want to continue with the pregnancy this legislation states that parents do not need to be informed if they get an abortion even if they are under the age of 18 so like schools can take them to get it Mm -hmm. and they don't have to ever tell the parents or anything ridiculous i just can't even fathom that this is a thing Mm -hmm. in our country, let alone our state specifically, but obviously this is becoming a very common thing. But the point of this episode and the point of that quote, I think, is I am extremely discouraged by the fact that we are all so scared of the light. And we're scared of bringing to light our selfishness, honestly, because I think that a lot of us are in this place where it's kind of like, okay, we claim to care about mother and child, but do we actually want to do the work that it takes to care about mother and child to the point where that woman would feel completely safe and protected if she doesn't get an abortion? Mm -hmm. 
And right now, I don't think that the church is doing an incredible job of that. Obviously, they're not. If this was voted in, it was a landslide vote, Mm -hmm. then obviously the church is not making it so that women feel safe enough to continue with a pregnancy, even if they're not going to have a supportive partner or spouse or boyfriend or whatever we're calling them these days. Even if they don't have a support system, if their parents aren't supporting them, if they would literally have nowhere else to turn, they still don't feel safe enough to go to the church. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the church is not doing a great job of setting up areas where they can go, organizations that will help them and different things like that. And we are definitely not doing our job as a church to Mm -hmm. help these women who are put in difficult situations and are terrified and don't know how they are actually going to care for a child. And so it just seems easier and better for the kid Mm -hmm. if they just get an abortion. So we are all standing over here hiding in this darkness and keeping our selfish desires and our fears in the dark so that no one notices them. And we'll just peek out into the light every once in a while to be like, we care about mother and children, pro-life, don't get an abortion. And then we step back into the darkness because we're like, but don't come to us Mm -hmm. if you get one or if you want to get one or if you're trying to figure out if you should uh, or if you're trying to find somewhere to go so that you don't have to because Mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot of work for us to be able to care for mother and child and to take them out of some really difficult situations that they may be in and different things like that. So I think that this quote is definitely great for uh, speaking to where we are as a country. And I really hope that a lot of people in the church are not this way. Like Mm -hmm. I really hope that many of us have that desire to see these people who are thinking about getting abortions come to the church or come to us as individuals and know that they're going to be supported and they're going to be taken care of and protected. But where are the action steps then? Like we all need to be taking action against this. And I'm totally guilty of this too. You know, like that is something that scares me a little bit and is intimidating because we know that this is such a prevalent problem Mm -hmm. and it's one that we are going to have to deal with to a very great degree and that can be scary and it intimidates me and it makes me think like well where in the world would I even start what do I do and all these different thoughts start creeping in and I think they have creeped into the church as a whole and so we're all just confused as to what we do and how we actually take action against this and so then that forces us into a state of neglect and complacency. Mm -hmm. I agree. One of the things that really scares me about this whole vote thing and just how we've watched the decline in our society happens mm-hmm. so rapidly is the fact that we're so desensitized. We have no concept of what it means to be disgusted by darkness anymore. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is sickening about the church. It worries me. It concerns me that the American church no longer has a backbone. We no longer have this moral compass that we used to have yeah. that said life is valuable and abortion is murder. And this is just reality. This is life that we are taking. And we are responsible for that. Mm -hmm. When we're not telling people about that, when we don't have young people growing up in the church who know what is right and wrong, who know that they need to save sex for marriage, who know that these things are so important and that it's God's way of doing things and that it protects you from so many different things in life, so much evil, so many problems and things like we're seeing happen in our world today, 
when you don't have young people who are growing up in that and who know that and have healthy, stable families in stable marriages to watch, then this is what happens. These are the people who then get to go vote on these things. If you have people like that who are going to vote, who have no idea that life is valuable and life is precious and it should be protected at all costs, these are the people who vote this kind of stuff in. These are the people who showed up on Tuesday and who said, this is right, this mm-hmm. is what I'm gonna do. And we, we claim that it's a right that we have. This is ridiculous. We've become so desensitized, even in the church. And this is such a sad reality that we're seeing in our world. We're so scared of the light and bringing things to light that are true. I think that the Lord will hold us responsible for those things because that's our duty as Christians. Have no doubt, like we are supposed to be prophets in our modern day. We are supposed to be the voices crying out in the wilderness to repent and to turn away from our sin. It really shocked me. I I saw a lot of Christians, and I'm very proud of them, don't get me wrong, for posting things on social media about voting no and stuff. Mm -hmm. We we needed to do that. And we stunk at it, quite honestly. As the church, we did not do what we could have done. We did not say as much as we should have said. Mm -hmm. And I'm very proud of organizations such as Live Action, making sure that the truth gets out about these things and making sure that people understand what abortion really is and the procedure that happens and that it's not health care. So go support organizations like that. Let's make sure that we're donating to them. Let's make yeah. sure that we're following them on social media, supporting them, sharing their posts, because this is how we change people's minds. Mm-hmm. If they're seeing vote yes, vote yes, all these things. Now, obviously, this is said and done now, but it doesn't mean that we don't continue to put out pro-life messages yeah. because people are constantly living with the mindset that abortion is okay and abortion is healthcare when it's not. And so we have to combat that with true biblical messages and posts. And so I was proud to see a lot of Christians sharing things and mm-hmm. making their voices heard and all of that stuff. But when we lost the vote, what immediately started happening was they came back and they were like, oh, God has this under control. It's all okay. All of these different things. They kept saying that and they kept posting that and they're still posting those things. And it really aggravated me because I'm like, you know what? Can the Lord use this for his glory? Can he somehow in the midst of all of this evil and all of the sin that is about to abound in our culture and explode, can he use it for his glory? Absolutely he can. He is God. He can do anything he wants. But it also doesn't mean that this is his will or that this is what we should have done as the church or that we just now that we should just accept it and go along with what our culture has chosen. No, God has let us have what we've always said we've wanted, which is to be our own God. We are saying that in this vote. We are proclaiming that loud and clear to him that we don't care about what you create. We don't care Mm -hmm. that you are a good creator who creates life and that you've given us a responsibility to protect that life. We don't acknowledge any of those things anymore in our culture. And in fact, we spit and we scream in God's face and we say, we don't care what you want. This is what we want and this is what we're going to do. And what he's allowed to happen is he gives us that free will to choose because 
like Lewis says, that's the only thing that makes love worth having if Mm -hmm. you have free will. And so he gives us that free will because he wants us to choose him and respond to him and respond to his love with our own love that he allows us to give back to him, which is just another topic for another time that's incredibly amazing. But I'm going down a long rabbit Mm -hmm. trail here. So sorry, guys. (laughs) I'm just like venting here because there's so much to get into. And I'm fired up because I want to do something about this. Mm -hmm. I want to participate in the kingdom work that God has for us now. And I see so much that needs to be done. I see a wall that needs to be rebuilt. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's time that us as Christians stand up and we say, we're not having this anymore. We're just not going with the flow of things anymore. We're not accepting this. And I don't know about y'all who are listening, but I'm so sick and tired of thinking that it's okay and that it's normal to be desensitized Mm -hmm. in the church and that this darkness is not utterly evil and that it's murder. It is. And we turn a blind eye because we don't want to face the facts. We're scared to be the light in the darkness. We're scared to allow our own selfishness and our own weaknesses and our own complacency to be revealed to the world and to admit that we are a weak church right now. Mm -hmm. We are falling apart and we need to get back to what the Lord intended for us. We need to get back to protecting the life that he creates that is so precious and so valuable. Psalm 139 verse 12 says, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day for darkness is as light with you. When I read that, it convicted me so much because even as the church, we've become desensitized. It's not just these women who are going to be getting abortions and these men who are going to be forcing them to or encouraging them to. They're not the only ones that are desensitized. I mean, as the church, the fact that we could physically remain silent about this Mm -hmm. testifies to that fact. The fact that we could physically contain ourselves and not blurt this out from the pulpit and say, this cannot happen screams the fact that we are desensitized. So, I mean, when I think about that, I'm like, okay, so what in the world do we even do? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to help people understand how terrible this is and how prevalent it is. Mm -hmm. Also, like how many girls are now going to be getting abortions because it's legal. Right how do we even help people to really understand the gravity of that? And honestly, I think we are reaching people too late with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, Much too late. you know, like our parents' generation, Gen X, is predominantly pro-life, I think, because they did not grow up in a culture that normalized abortion. And they've lived through a lot of historical progress, I guess you could call it, when it comes to abortion and advertising that as healthcare and women's rights and stuff. But our generation has grown up in a world, like Gen Z has grown up in a culture that normalizes abortion, encourages it, teaches you about it in sex ed at school Mm -hmm. as one of your options. Like they don't promote abstaining or anything anymore. They just say, We know you're going to be sleeping with multiple people probably or even if you're just sleeping with one person, we know that the probability of you getting pregnant is pretty high. So just get an abortion. It's not that difficult. Now it's easy, like so easy because now you know we're going to be building more abortion clinics. Mm -hmm. You know that parents are not going to be informed about this stuff. And so it teaches kids even more so 
that abortion is normal and it's fine and it's not something that needs to be made into a big deal. It's not something your parents need to be involved in Mm -hmm. and it's just a normal part of life. You got pregnant, you get an abortion. It's not a big deal. So we're reaching people too late because I think lots of the pro-life stuff coming from the church right now is targeted mainly towards adults Mm -hmm. and older people who are already pro-life. I think that youth groups need to be stepping up in this area because this is what our specific legislation is pointed towards. It's pointed towards teenage girls, Mm -hmm. people who would need their parents' consent to get an abortion ordinarily, but now this legislation frees them from that. And so they know that teen pregnancy is a super common thing and it's something that's happening like crazy. Mm -hmm. So why are youth pastors not talking about this? Mm -hmm. Why are we not informing young girls that if they get pregnant, they can come to their youth pastor, they can come to their small group leader and say, I screwed up and now I am in a predicament and I need help and I don't know what I'm going to do. Instead, we just act like that's not important to them. It's not relevant to them. All Mm -hmm. they want to do is play games and waste time and we then target the people who are already pro-life. It doesn't make sense. It's not an effective strategy Mm -hmm. because we need to be instilling and it needs to be instilled in the minds of these young men in our youth groups because they need to be empowered in their masculinity and they need to be empowered in the fact that they screwed up too big time and now they are going to be the protector and they're going to be the provider and they're going to make sure that their girlfriend doesn't have to go get an abortion and they are going to man up and Mm -hmm. do what they're supposed to do and women then are going to be taught to function in their femininity and be confident and encouraged to find a man that would do that for them but that also starts with teaching them to abstain and teaching Mm -hmm. them that sex doesn't happen within a dating relationship right And you shouldn't be having sex until you're ready to have kids Mm -hmm. if you're going to be having sex. So all of this needs to be instilled in the minds of young people because that is where the enemy is focusing and Mm -hmm. that is where this is a major problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that lots of of women in their 20s and 30s are also getting abortions. Like, I'm not saying stop pushing the pro-life stuff Mm -hmm. to the adults and the older folks, but... Those 20 and 30-year-olds were teenagers once who were probably sleeping around and haven't been taught that marriage is sacred and it's a commitment that you make to one person and then then you start having kids and you start functioning in the way that God created society to function. So as youth groups, as youth pastors, small group leaders, we have all got to start stepping up and teaching these young people that abortion is not safe, it's not healthcare, it's not something that you should ever feel like you could get it should be something that you view as terrible and dark Mm -hmm. and it should be like if you do get pregnant abortion still should not enter your mind what should enter your mind is the fact that your youth pastor your small group leader or your senior pastor is going to support you they're going to figure out how to help you and you do not need to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. That is what people need to be taught. And that's what we as the church, that's where the action starts. And that's how we begin to help people be less desensitized. Mm-hmm. Because when we teach that it is wrong, that it is murder, that it is destruction of life, and it is something that the Lord abhors then people will start to understand the gravity of it. Right now, all they're hearing is that abortion is this light topic and it's not something that should be viewed Mm -hmm. with trepidation. 
And it's something that should not, just because it's allowed in our state doesn't mean it Mm -hmm. should be used in our state. Because I know that right now we can't change that. It's being written into our state constitution, Mm -hmm. which is so unfortunate. But we need to be teaching young women especially, but also young men, that just because abortion is legal here does not mean that it's something that you should think is okay. Mm -hmm. We should be teaching people that unfortunately our country is predominantly immoral now. Mm -hmm. And so what they pass into law does not mean that it is right, that it is truthful, that it is good. And I think a lot of us take that for granted because we like to continue thinking that we live in a predominantly Christian country. And I think that this vote proves that we can't be thinking like that anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's extremely unfortunate. And it's totally devastating because, I mean, I totally want to hang on to that ideal that there is still some good in our country. There's still some form of religion and Christianity that is Mm -hmm. inherently involved in our government. And yet we can't really be thinking like that anymore because that's not the case. I mean, you see with this vote that people are not predominantly Christian anymore. Predominantly, they are Mm anti-Christian. So we need to be teaching young people, especially like that is what this legislation is targeting. It's targeting innocence and it's targeting people who are young and who, when they have a positive pregnancy test, are going to look at that with so much fear and so much anxiety that they won't know what else to do because abortion has been made to seem like their only option. Mm -hmm. I don't usually say this, and we're about to wrap it up, but no matter how young or old you are listening, I want to encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, follow our blog, do those things because we are going to get pretty serious here Mm -hmm. about these things. We're not backing down when it comes to talking about abortion, when it comes to talking about sex within marriage, when it comes to talking about the relevant issues of our day, the things that we're dealing with and how to address them from a biblical perspective. And not just that, but how you can make a difference in your little corner of the world. Yeah, That is what Maddie and I are so passionate about. And we want to equip Christians to understand how to do that. We want to see you be victorious in your everyday life because we know that that's what Jesus intends for you. He has given you that power. He's given you that ability. And we have to walk that out. And that means making some hard choices and that means sacrificing some things but we can honestly tell you that it is so rewarding and we're not going to back down from those things it doesn't matter what happens in our world it doesn't matter what kind of problems we see in our country what we vote into law whatever maddie and i will talk about it we will discuss it from a biblical perspective we are willing to talk about these things and discuss them because if we don't we know who will And we know that those are worldly evil people Mm -hmm. who want to address these things because they want to trick people into believing that these things are totally normal and that they're okay when they're not. And so we want to come from the other side and be that voice. We want to be the prophets in our day who say we need to repent Mm -hmm. and we need to turn back to Jesus. So if you are interested in that, if you want to do that along with us, we want to invite you to do that. So be sure to subscribe, be sure to follow our blog and keep up to date with the things that we're doing because we are not going to back down. On that note, let's wrap this episode up in prayer because Lord knows that we need it right now. And I would continue to encourage people to continue praying about these issues, continue praying that the church as a whole will be given a platform to speak about these things and that we can be as bold as we are supposed to be and as we are commanded to be Mm -hmm. in scripture.
So let's wrap this episode up in prayer. Dear Lord, we do just thank you for today. And I just thank you that you gave Lily and I an opportunity to sit down and talk about some of these different things. This is definitely a very discouraging time in the history of our country. And we know that you can still move in these different things. And we know that you did not want these things to happen, that you do not want to see life destroyed. And so I pray that you would make that our heart as well, that as the church, we would absolutely despise the destruction of life and that we would be speaking out about these things and that we would be educating people about what things like abortion really are and how destructive and dark they are. And I pray that you would just help us to not be afraid of the light, to not be afraid to step into the light and acknowledge that we have been hiding in the dark. I pray that you would just help us to step forward and expose all of the selfishness and the intimidation that we've been experiencing. I pray that we would just let that go and that we would just surrender that to you and allow you to use us in whatever way you see fit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Join us in the fight for life. We are with you and we are going to stand for these things and encourage people to do that along with us. Mm -hmm. Be sure to download this episode and help the show out. This helps us so much to grow and to continue to put this kind of content out into the world. And we will talk to you all next Monday. Bye, guys. (laughs) 